somebody was saying for the uh, NFL draft this year, you didn't see a lot of people crying because they're used to the money, the NIL money. Oh, really? Yeah, everybody had <laughs> chains on this year. Everybody had. Everybody was like, we, <laughs> we're used we to made it already. already. <laughs> That's true. There's going to be. The, the, you're right. <laughs> they're, rookies are millionaires now. Dude, like, they don't, like, they're not phased by this. Wow. You want to play a word from our. Uh, a boss here? Yeah. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Metaverse, crypto, y'all getting so much money. Where you at? Where you at? Show us. And I don't mean, oh, I'm trying to money. Man, I got a lot of money. I ain't you know, need that fake money. But show us, show my homies what the metaverse about. One of y'all big boy crypto dudes, guru crypto, can take us up and say this is what we gonna do rose where you at huh yeah everybody giggling looking right <laughs> all that fake rich money where it's at educate us i know some rich homies who get money bitcoin right yeah boy getting real money but <laughs> dude i was cracking up so hard when i heard that <laughs> Dude, out of nowhere. <laughs> Just because it's interesting because in his perspective, it's like, bro, like, I've been getting money. Like, this shit is not real to What's me. What's new? Like, break it down for me because, like, he's the type of dude, like, I, he, I, he will, like, try to, you know, dissect it and figure it out because, I mean, he's got, I don't know how many businesses, but. He's all over the, he, he's got multiple businesses, multiple verticals. Yeah, he's been Doing some random shit too. He like bought a tank recently, uh, an alpaca, like a bunch of shit. He's you trying to get, get money. Inspiring alpaca, yeah, right? right. <laughs> so I'm like, when I heard that, I was like, all right, this dude. He probably tried to like understand it, couldn't wrap his head around it, and was like, fuck this. Like that's kind somebody of somebody who's actually making money. Come, come holler at me right now. And he's down in Miami, right? Yeah, Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like a the hub head, right now. Yeah, it's a hub. Yeah. So he's like, he need to get tapped in with the right people. I'm sure somebody like off that video, like was like, all right, I'll show you how or what I. You know, Snoop texted him. Got like, right, give me ten minutes. Let me tell you the story about Cosimo de Medici. think crypto money I, I wonder if it's not flowed into in real life yet and, and i say that like for me if if i if i make any money if i sell an nft and make a little bit of ETH, it's not leaving my metamask right right like i'm just we're still so early i'm just putting it back into things reinvesting yeah, yeah. I, that's kind of where i'm at with it too yeah combined with but with crypto are, are we're behind the screens like we're not as at least yet like not as flashy right in real life right right like it just hasn't we're, we're not showing off we're not showing off our bling or cars or like that's why i'm saying his perspective is interesting yeah he's like you guys have no bread but like i i, I told the story on uh, my last podcast like um i went up to michigan michigan state 
last year um, and tailgated with my brother. And at the tailgate, ran into some dude who was a crypto millionaire. And like, he's like, if you don't believe me, he, I literally looked at his wallet and he screenshot it and sent it to me. And so I was like, these people are out here. They're just not like flashy with it. I mean, they, it's, yeah. whatever you're into, like I'm a flashy dude. I'd probably be flashy a little bit, but um, you don't necessarily have to see the shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like right. people's portfolios are, are probably their biggest asset that you just you don't see it so did you strike up a conversation with him before he showed you that like, yeah like you got on the topic of crypto yeah and you had that mutual okay like so because i think he asked me what i did and because i was like man i feel kind of old up here like everybody's like 20 21 22 aaron it just turned and he was 24 at the time um i'm knocking on 30 and i'm like man i remember doing this shit this shit was fun and so i i think i was just telling him that and he's like, man, I'm 31. Like, what do you do? And then so I was talking about like, oh, I'm in tech sales and all this stuff. I asked him what he did. And he's like, boom, I'm he's I'm, a full time trader. I'm out here. Yeah. Full time crypto trader. Full time crypto trader. Yep. Yeah. I think his biggest um, asset was Avalanche. He said um, Q1 last year, he put 70 grand in the Avalanche and that shit went up. Wow. Yeah. Because Avalanche yeah, is like then one of the next blockchains. Mm -hmm. Ethereum, yeah. Avalanche, Polygon. Like, yep. Yep. He's to know that ahead of time. Like, it's fucking nuts. So I might DM him to come do the pod. That'd be um, sick. Like, but it was like. Because he's probably, if he was at that point then, he's probably experienced crypto before he made money in it. Like, like. He probably experienced some downs too. Yeah, yeah. I would yeah. love to hear that because, it, like, when I talked to him, he's like, "Oh, I'm fresh back from Brazil. Just I was out there for two weeks, and I wanted to come back and hang out with my brother for the game." And I was like, <laughs> "Man, like it, that just that just made me realize like they're they're among us, and it's possible. They those are those us. are two things. Like they are among us. Yeah, yeah. So when Ross was saying that shit, he he wanted to see like the Lamborghini." He want to see Rick the, Ross. Yeah, he the wants, Aston Martin. He wants to see all of that, like from crypto. Like <laughs> it'll but, come. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they're out there, but like he's more of a tangible person, which is so funny that Rick Ross is now the tangible person. <laughs> you know, right? Right. Oh man, this, I mean, like that's why we were talking a couple of weeks. Like, is it mainstream? And that's why I think it is because there's people who's just hating on it because they don't understand it. Like. Or, or refuse to attempt to wrap their head around it. And so then you get videos like that and shit. Like I'm sure, I'm sure in the next six months we'll get a we'll get a video from Rick Ross saying, Oh, I'm on the fucking XRP right now or mm -hmm. or whatever. You know what I'm saying? He's like, gonna buy some board ABI club yeah. real estate. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I am surprised he doesn't have one. I know. It feels like any celebrity was just like, I'm just gonna buy one because I feel like that's the wave. I wonder at what point you're rich enough where you have people like he's got people making investments for him or, or managing his money. Like he probably oh, owns yeah. a couple NFT. He probably owns crypto and just doesn't know it. And the thing like for me, like I'm a, I'm a big music head. So I like the, I like to hear talk people talk about the music business and I'm surprised he's not in it already because that's a big time sale for artists. Yeah. It's like, getting your music on the blockchain because you're forever recouping that money back um does he own a label he, he does doesn't he's he? got like a sub subsidiary label 
MMG, Maybach Music Group. Um, oh, yeah. But they're signed to Warner or signed to another label. Okay. It's like he owns that piece of it, but... He, so you know he should. St- he's got some. He should. He could still be invested in in branching out. Right, like um, like Wayne owns Young Money, but he's under Cash Money, and Birdman owns that, so he kind of owns Wayne. So it's like, you know what I'm yeah, saying? I like, you. I don't. I don't get why he he's not. He didn't check that out further before recording that video. But like I right. said, I think in the future you're gonna see a quick, quick yeah. video right back. Yeah. Now everything's out there. Now you make the comment like that. Which was funny. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was hilarious. Good. Hilarious. Well, now he's got the chance. He can come back in six months, like you said. He's going he's gonna to get educated. He's one of them dudes who's going to, like, he's actually going to. Like, all right, one of you guys reached out to me. You said you're making this amount of money. Okay, break it down. Yeah. Educate me. Especially how much of an entrepreneur he is with all his different businesses. Like, he's got restaurants. Does he have Wing Snob or Wing Stop? Wing Stop. Yeah. Wing Stop. Yep, which I actually think is disgusting. But. Is it? I've never had it. <laughs> it's not that good. No. <laughs> No one can actually make crispy wings. Yeah, man. Yeah, especially especially up here in Michigan. Like we have a, a couple places, but down what, south. Like, what uh, what, what are your favorites up here? Uh, Sweetwater. Never been. Oh man, is it down? You is it Detroit? Yeah, yeah. You got to do Sweetwater. It, they've got a um a branch off shop on <laughs> Northwestern too, on the okay. way on. But you got to go to the OG, the original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they both taste the same, but the experience down there is better. Gus's, um, love Gus's. Gus's. Gus's is really good. Um, I just had New Wave wings for the first time this this weekend. Never heard of it. New Wave is good as fuck. We ordered thirty of them boys and just killed them. <laughs> really? Yes. I've been at wings yes. in a while. Yes, we weren't we weren't expected to do that, but yeah, it was one of those weekends. Have you been to uh, <laughs> Have you been to Atlanta for the lemon pepper wings? I have not. <laughs> I have not. I need to. I need to. I've had the fraudulent lemon pepper wings from Wing Snob. Oh yeah, wing snob. Those aren't very good. I mean, I never had wing snob though. I never had that. Me neither. So I'll, I have to give that a shot. That was a crazy story during the during the pandemic when Lou Williams decided in in the middle of quarantine. Oh yeah, let me just take a quick quick trip to Atlanta. Jeopardize the whole team. Oh my <laughs> gosh, what a ballsy move, oh, man! The the bubble times, the dark times. <laughs> well, dude. What's going on, man? Is this uh so much, this man. Good four to see or you. five? What episode is this, is this? This is episode four slash five of the Contract Year podcast. And I only say that because we had a little audio issue with the last pod that we recorded. Um, I think I'll be able to rip the audio from the video, but to be determined. But we'll have a proper episode count once we're able to figure out if we're going to save that audio or not. Oh, so yeah. this is four slash five. Next week, we'll, we'll have the, the hard number. All right. <laughs> All right. Hey, well, we're rolling. Yeah, man. We're rolling. We're rolling. How are you though? I'm it's good. good to see you. You too. This is uh we only a couple days in between pod. We're we're getting our last few last few recorded before yeah, yeah. we uh before we blast it drop out. It, drop it out. So we're still waiting on the artwork, which should be done pretty soon. We got the music teed up that we want to make a couple of adjustments to. Um go subscribe on contract year uh YouTube. Um we're gonna drop the full episodes there. And then figure out what else we want to do with this thing. Yeah. But it's 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 rolling along, man. I'm I'm, I'm digging it. Along. I'm digging it. You got any shout outs from this uh this weekend or any, anything happened uh of note? Yeah. Um shout out to my boy D Davis. He got married this weekend. So I had a couple couple of the homies fly in for the wedding and we all hung out on Saturday, had a couple cigars and 
just caught up, man. People are growing, man. People got families, Damn. wives, <laughs> everything. And I'm just like, I'm just recording with Broder, bro. <laughs> hey, we, I we just on a different though. path. We just, I we're just not bad at it. It's it's true. I mean, we live <laughs> what, where we live. There's a lot. Of, this is where you you start a family. You know, oh yeah. It's, oh yeah. It's a nice nice place to grow up. Every everybody's got their own their own wave so i'm not on that wave yet so. we are on a different path <laughs> we are on a different path but it was good it was a fun time yeah it was good seeing everybody um, you a cigar guy i'm turning into one i really I, I still don't um know like all the different types of tobacco the different leaves and all that stuff i like what i like uh, my boy sydney knows everything there is so i just fucking ask him what i should smoke do you actually like learning about that from like um or is it more right now just right now it's more of just like a, the a casual hobby enjoy the taste um i don't really care to know about it too much but i'm sure it's going to evolve into that um but i what i honestly what i really enjoy about it is um going to the lounge and like you can pull up dolo and you'll have a great conversation with somebody um a different walk of life that you've never would have encountered that's before. true like uh one time we went um it was me and my dad uh we went to one of the lounges and bumped into dominique wilkins because he just he's a cigar dude um he's got ties to detroit it was like what the fuck dominique wilkins is in here and then i was talking to some other guy um and he was telling me like if it wasn't for the cigar lounge he wouldn't have gotten into yale interesting because like networking yeah because he he um he thought he had the grades he thought he had everything going and they denied him and he came to the lounge he was depressed um he was talking to this guy and he was like man this happened to me this this is what went down blah 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 and he's like oh i'm one of the deans <laughs> <laughs> he's like oh actually <laughs> actually let, let me see what i can do send me your transcript send me whatever you got going on and i'll take a look at it yeah. dude got into yale into yale yeah, bro. Damn. Like it's it's really cool. Just that's my favorite part about it. But it's something about the cigar. Like you're in this 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 environment, just kind of let your guard down. Yeah, like, like people want to open up. Women come in there sometimes too. It's like interesting. It's cool. See, I'm not a cigar guy, and I'm and I'm not a cigarette guy either. But I always I always had this thought like people who do smoke cigarettes, they always have this couple minutes that a break from the day where they're out and they're just talking about whatever. I mean, yeah. you know, it's just yeah. like a chance for them to have a conversation like there's something something slightly powerful so maybe cigarettes isn't the best the best example but but whether it's cigars or having a glass of wine or yeah you know yeah. it's you don't just have to go to the bar and get drunk exactly now. you can you can have a lounge like you this. can chill out you can have a drink if you want it's, it's funny you bring up cigarettes because i tried i've only tried to smoke a cigarette one time in my life died coughing <laughs> burned a hole in my favorite hoodie and i was like fuck cigarettes burn a hole in your favorite hoodie yeah. they're gonna say burned a hole in your throat <laughs> nah but like uh i'm a marijuana smoker and there's an there's an adjustment between what you're smoking because like when i first was uh trying to get adapted to cigars i would puff it like i would <laughs> like a, a fucking joint and that's not how you do it a little different there's an adjustment period a little different i uh, i don't know if i should admit it but i I just remember getting so sick every time I smoke a cigar. It's something about that tobacco. Uh, I, I never dipped either, but you know, playing ba baseball, yeah. I was around people who dipped a lot, and I tried it once or twice and puked both times instantly. <laughs> like it, it definitely is about the tobacco because my first time smoking a cigar, it put me on my ass. Really, I couldn't get up. 
it, it was because I didn't know the types, you know what I'm saying? And so, like, once I figured out, oh, these are on the lighter side, those I can, like, do. You know what I'm saying? Andrew, but there are some maybe heavy, I'm, heavy ones that they, it'll put you on your ass. Maybe I got to try. Maybe I just don't know. I haven't tried a lighter one. Yeah. I, I Honestly, like, I, I recommend it. It's, right. it's relaxing. It's good networking. Um, But you got to know, like... Because I go in there with a specific one that I know that's not going to fuck me over. Last so, thing you want to do is go in there and <laughs> you're talking to Dominic <laughs> <trip> Wilkins. And <laughs> <laughs> so we were actually there on Saturday and this dude, um, he was in the bathroom just barreled over just like, oh, and I'm like, he got the wrong cigar. Bro. I know that feeling. He got the wrong cigar. So I thought he was going to puke. He didn't, but he made like three or four trips. And I'm like, all right. Mm. He's having a bad day. It's not a good feeling. It's like the spins are coming. It's short. It's it's not like your your toast for the night. Right, but right. There's an hour or two where you don't want to uh you don't want to move. You don't want to move. No, no. And so like Are you a wine? Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm definitely, definitely. You're a wine guy? Yeah, definitely. I, I'm a Cabernet guy. Um my mm. boy just told me there's a, a wine spot downtown that I've okay. I haven't um I didn't even know about, but it's Right down. I almost put wine and cigars in a similar kind of category of of just like this this, this more chilled out. Yeah, like not doing too much, like enjoying yeah. the atmosphere. And the goal is just to 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 sip it and enjoy it and have a good conversation and see where that takes you. I can't speak too much to the wine because I haven't like gone to like a distillery like that. Yeah, or like. A wine tasting. Like I really want to do it and just to see what it's like. But go to Napa I, or something. It's probably a similar vibe to like just chilling out at the cigar line. Yeah, trying to um, mingle with people and stuff. Smell like that. the smell the fruits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's some it's, wine is fucking disgusting. Though. Oh, it's, it's horrible. <laughs> just like cigars, I guess. So. It's horrible, but <laughs> but you just got to figure out what you know what you want. Yeah, which I don't yeah. know yet, but uh, I like red. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I like red too. That's about the category I'm in. Well, I can fuck with some Pinot um, every now and then. Yeah. But um, most of the wine that I get or that I've tasted that's white, it's too sweet for me. Me too. And I get hung over from yeah. that sweetness. I, I, mm, I don't like that. Not for me. That's It's between that and the champagne hangover that are the worst to me. Because the champagne to me that fucks up your stomach too. Yep. Like, I was, I, I had a, I was in a pickle at this wedding we talked about it last episode. We'll see if it makes it makes it uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, makes yeah. it on. But it'll definitely be on YouTube. <laughs> it was it, wedding was perfect, but the one question mark, the one curious curious thing, they didn't have any clear liquor at the bar. So it was okay. an open bar. Uh, they had champagne, wine, and like IPA beer. Oh, and um, bourbon. Like okay, I like was dark ask whiskey, and dark whiskey. Okay, I don't really, which, which I don't really get down with too much me either like i like i can appreciate it i don't want to you know party at a wedding with it like a wedding i want to that's like something more you want to get with your uh cigar yeah like chill out sip and enjoy it at a wedding i want a vodka soda or tequila yeah definitely not like champagne all night gooses on the loose yeah yeah dude (laughs) um oh man weddings there was a stretch there in my my in my 20s where there's weddings every every weekend (laughs) I love love though. 
Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> I can I appreciate it. I haven't been to a wedding in a little bit. And to be honest with you, I'm grateful for it. Yeah. Because I personally, I hate being in the wedding and shit. I, like, it's it's my boy and stuff. Like, I'm obviously there supporting. It's all good. But, like, man, like, it's you, a lot. You know, you know what my biggest pet peeve is, though? Hit me. When fucking people invite you to your wedding or their wedding on, like, Memorial Day weekend or Labor Day weekend, or some fucking weekend where... A Saturday during the yeah, football season. And I get I get you're trying to take advantage of the extra day or whatever the case, but, like, I wanted to do shit that weekend. Right. <laughs> I didn't want to go to your fucking wedding. Everyone else <laughs> wants to enjoy that extra day. <laughs> and all the flights are more expensive yeah, anyway. I'll be... I get hot when that shit was happening. If you have your wedding on a holiday weekend like that, you should remove the wedding registry. Yeah. No gifts. There's got to be some some sort of compensation because yeah. that's like, I hate that. You know? Like, I'm like, if anybody's listening to this, don't invite me to your wedding because I'm not coming on <laughs> Memorial, Day or, Memorial no, Day or whatever. Like, No Saturdays during the college football season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, none of that. None of that. I was just talking about that with my parents. They're like, so, Adam, if your fucking wife wants uh, a um, winter wedding or, or not a winter wedding, a fall wedding or during the summer because i don't want to get married during the summer either i want to go on vacation and shit like get married go on that month-long honeymoon yeah 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 lots snowing here in michigan but i guess i won't have a choice because it'll be <laughs> up to the up to the wife at that point because i don't really give a fuck but yes whatever dear. makes her happy happy, exactly. happy wife happy life some some guy when i was growing not some guy it's a, a host dad when i and i lived out in arizona during during high school um he said, just remember two words if you get married. Yes, dear. Just <laughs> just repeat that. When in doubt, just say that. yes, dear. I believe that though. Go oh, right. interesting. Interesting. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have a tough time. I got a shout out for you. Oh, let's do it. I I, I texted or I, I threw this in our notes yesterday. Tyron Matthew, honey badger. Yeah, yeah. He just signed with the Saints. How long has he been in the league? Roughly. Gotta be a a decade, decade right like yeah. like he's been he's he's built out a good career i just wanted to shout him out we we spend so much time you know uh lingering on on the negative stuff whether it's currently or or especially when he was coming out of college mm -hmm. like no one doubted his athletic ability his ability to make it in the nfl but like there was so much negative chatter about about his attitude and and Off the, the smoking pot and yeah. all these things are why we don't want to dress like it was all you can talk about for for weeks. We just had the NFL draft. It's yeah. like they pick apart these 17, 18 year old kids. You know, he hasn't had any problems since he's gotten in the league. He's built out a a, a pretty freaking awesome career. Yeah. I decided, let's give him some roses. Yeah, for absolutely. That. Absolutely. You know, shout out Honey Badger, man. And I'm happy you brought that up because somebody had a real fucked up quote about um the the draft process. What'd they say? Um specifically around African American players. It was I I think it was the GM for the Giants or something. Um, he really pissed off uh, Kayvon Thibodeau by something that he said at dinner. What'd he say? Um, he, Cause this is a good, this is a big conversation. Yeah. He said, he said something along the lines of uh, you're a PhD, poor, hungry, and desperate. And that's how I like my players. Oh. And I'm like, I've never heard shit like that. And the fact that like he said it so openly, like he's been saying this. Yeah, so like, like that's not something. It's not the first time he said that. Is he white? Yeah. <laughs> yes. To to his like, but they were like, 
they did a story yesterday on it, or not really a story. They mentioned it on ESPN. Like um, a lot of people of color are very um, emotional about the fucking draft process and and what the questions are sometimes and shit like that. And then when I heard that, I was like, damn, they really like. The NFL needs an update, man. The way they treat women, though, like it's no, so there's true. no minority order um, ownership. Like they have this coaching rule, and like they can say this to players, and it's it's, it's fine. so true. Like, and, <laughs> and it's it's it's. And even, then, but we're gonna get mad at Tyron Matthew for smoking some weed, right? When it's not legal. Yeah, you know, like like there's a lot more, a lot that needs to get cleaned up. You can't you can't be you can't be saying stuff like that, like. Do, do you know what he was trying to say? Like, or, or what's a better way to, to someone who's motivated to well, what's a good way to say that? Like, I would just say that you are a motivated dude because like, yeah. like for example, um, like this is a, a lot of comparisons that I've heard recently, or at least over the last 10 years um, that take LeBron and Steph Curry, like LeBron came from, nothing you know what i'm saying like born in akron no dad just like and just was this freak athlete and somehow like has the best circle you could have because that never fucking happens like take derrick rose he did not have the greatest circle and gotten to talk about like shit. the people he surround the, himself the people with he surround himself and everything out. like that and um people would say lebron has this mentality that he's gonna make it no matter what like he's from the hood he's doing whatever and that translates on the court. Like, I'm going to make it happen. We're going to figure this thing out. And people, some people say he doesn't. Some people say he doesn't. And I think they say he doesn't because they're comparing him to Jordan. But they're like, oh, he's got that dog in him. And I think that's what yeah. that guy was trying to say. But then when you see Steph, he's a son of an NBA player, had a good upbringing, things like that. And then when it's playoff time, historically, Steph hasn't really performed to the best of his abilities and people are like oh he don't have that dog in him you know what so I'm you're saying? Like against that. him in that yeah. in that context yeah yeah and so he's saying phd because i like my players poor hungry and desperate because they got a ball you right know what i'm saying like, like it's their only way out right versus a staff where um comes from a good family good upbringing they probably have some money he don't have to ball to be successful in life right you know what i mean so do you think either of those should even be talked about like like i think people i think people only bring it up um just purely competitive nature when um they're seeing each other play against each other it's like oh lebron hit that shot oh he set up Kyrie this way because he won it more because he's got that dog in him and then you you see steph shooting 60 footers it's like oh he don't want to go to the rim oh uh, uh, he don't got that dog <laughs> in him so i think that's why it comes up it doesn't I don't think it comes up on a personal level yeah. like when they're out and about and shit like that. I think it only that people say that when it's on the court. Yeah, and and when you're evaluating players to draft like Yeah. yeah that's a tough one cuz you 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 want a player who who will do whatever it takes to not fail. Yeah. But but to present it in that way. I hear like like just coming out of your mouth, it sounds so derogatory. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, like, there's ways to say it. We're recording on here for some reason. Technical difficulties. I think we had a, a, a quick power outage. There. All good. All good. <laughs> but we were talking about um, the 
the mentality, the PhD, the poor, hungry, and desperate acronym my man threw on somebody. But um, there's that there's better ways to say something. And there's that underlying racism in in so much of the draft process. Like no yeah. one no one will call it out. Maybe we'll call it out. But yeah. like when you look at how Aiden Hutchinson is compared or or discussed in comparison to Kayvon and Trayvon Mm -hmm. like how they're described who are Aiden Hutchins who are the who are the guys he people see him becoming in the NFL yeah JJ Watt TJ Watt uh um Chris Long right right even even um I I was heavy into the Lions uh post-draft coverage this weekend and even the questions that they were asking Aiden Hutchinson versus what they were asking Jameson Williams. Was it so so clear? (laughs) So clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, I was like, oh, what's that chain? Oh, you got drip? What's uh, yeah, like, like some shit like that. And then Aiden Hutchinson's like, tell me about your father and how he was influenced you and got you to this level. And it's just like, they're not going to ask that to Kayvon. No, (laughs) no, they're not going to ask that to Jameson. They're not going to ask that. Like, it's just it's just weird. Like Aiden's got all the technique, but Kayvon, his athleticism, his ceiling's so high. Right, right, like, right. Even that too. Dude. That, that's reverse too, because like a lot of the better defensive ends in the league are white. So it's right. like it's like he can he can still be that athletic dude. Like it, it goes both ways, but it's just like I wish there was like a way to like just be like, you are this type of player. We're not going to co- just compare you to Bosa because you're white. We're not just going to compare you to um, Tyreek Hill because you might be the fastest player mm-hmm. in the draft. Like, I don't know. You might run routes like fucking Cooper Cup. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Chris Olave, his his route running is is elite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jameson, too. But, like, they don't compare him to, to Cooper Cup. Yeah. Like, it's just, I don't know. The, the whole shit's kind of weird. Um, but... NFL man, they they need to update. They just need to update. Like, freaking, um, the NBA to me is the best league in the world as far as being progressive and and what's going on. I can't really speak to like soccer and shit like that. Me neither. I don't, I don't really know. Um, but as far as I'm concerned, it's the best league in the in the world when it's trying to put a focus on the, the NFL. The what's NBA. going on? The NBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of that. You gotta look up to uh, look up, look towards the the commissioner, uh, Adam Silver, yeah. and yeah, yeah. and even David Stern. Even David Stern, yeah. You know, leading up in terms of how they've not just marketed around the world, but but actually listened to the athletes in the NBA and and the the, the things that they support. Yeah, um, but unfortunately, uh, Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving just fucked that all up. Seriously. So <laughs> they got <laughs> all that progress is like uh, gone. Yeah, gone. Yeah, man, it's a uh, bit. We're talking about sports, but big business. And I'm this is uh oh, I wanted to and I don't want to dwell. I mean, we've been on sports for for a minute, but like um, Draymond, when he got ejected mm-hmm. the other day, um, he was talking about how the NBA rules need to be updated on what's what's a foul, what's what's not. Um, can a player invest into a company? Or they can't because the owner is involved. And like he was talking some real business shit. Like he was like on his podcast. On, he was he was talking it to um, on TNT because okay. they had him on there with Chuck and 
Oh, yeah, he them. goes on some. Because they, they were asking him, like, what the fuck was up with that foul, blah, blah, blah. So they were debating the foul, and they were asking him, like, um, do you think the rules need to be updated? And he was going to his business bag, and I was like, man, Draymond's on a different level right now. Like, That's how people think now. Yeah. That's how athletes are starting to think. Even uh, Aiden Hutchinson, he just dropped some merch. Right? I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's it's their businesses, their lives are starting way earlier now. We were talking NIL before this. Like yeah. the rookies are are they don't become millionaires on draft night. They're mil they're becoming millionaires in school Freshman before. Year. And so now it's a whole new dynamic. Coaches in the in the professional leagues. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And then like Odell took his whole salary in Bitcoin. Like you're just seeing different ways people are moving now and it's uh, it's inspiring to me like because yeah. back in the day it was all you everybody's calling Allen iverson broke because he went to the club or he got too many chains Gamble. or whatever and, and athletes aren't like they just go to play ball like what did what did my man say jt or no it wasn't jt um 12 gauge he's like we didn't come here to play school we came here to play football <laughs> <laughs> wait who i remember that who was that <laughs> 12 gauge um yeah, it wasn't JT Barrett, but um, uh, Cardell Williams. Okay. Yeah, uh, or, uh, um, it wasn't Cardell Jones, RIP. It was uh, it was Cardell some. some it was player. no, it wasn't Dwayne Haskins. It was Cardell Jones. Car I think, I think, but they were calling him Twelve Gauge. His number's twelve. He's got the cannon, but he's like, we didn't come here to play school. We came here to play football. And so, like, you could kind of see that has evolved big time. <laughs> that was one of the funniest quotes. <laughs> It's so true, though. <laughs> I mean, I played even I played baseball in college, yeah. and there were even guys on my team that the 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 term student athlete student is not a part of that. Like they they were going there just to play a sport. Ah, uh, yep, yep. And now now they're getting paid for it. Yeah, like you better go take some business classes while you're there too like get it get up on it seriously like, i don't even know that the business classes might get updated because the ones that i took was like whatever but they're gonna need to start updating how they teach business how they teach real estate like how, marketing yeah big time marketing needs an update everything's different i mean when i don't know much about real estate but i don't know if, if i would I'm, like to like in school yeah like I, we need a class on taxes we need a class on all that shit like there the whole uh the whole education system probably leading into leading into college we're gonna see a lot of change in the next couple couple decades oh yeah if Be not sooner because education is um formatted to um groom you to be a worker mm -hmm. and then when you're a worker the government takes what the government takes so they're cool with it mm -hmm. so they don't tell you about taxes they don't tell you about being an entrepreneur, they don't tell you how you can better your marketing or get into real estate or whatever because it behooves them to have you be a worker. And right. Just work. Forever. <laughs> Forever, a little worker bees. Yeah. So I don't know if we'll see it on that level, but people are, will probably, there'll probably be some like private institutions and shit like that that yeah. we can take advantage of for sure. I think my first real estate education, though, is going to be metaverse related. Oh, yeah. You oh, know? yeah. I already got some land. Well, like I sold one today or yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah. Which uh, I sold the Web Three apartment. I still believe in the project. Um, so Worldwide I, I, Webland. Yeah, so I've got I've got one apartment left, but yeah, the the land space is super interesting. Like sandbox, um, all this shit, and then I hold on. Let me get the the right name so I don't butcher it. 
but the the board ate land. The other side. The other side. The other side. That was that was big news this last week. That, o- other from, deed for other side. Other deed for other side. So this is Board Ape Yacht Clubs. They're they're building out their own metaverse. A der- yeah, it's a derivative of Board Ape Yacht Club. They've got a couple out. They've got mutant apes. They've got um, the Board Ape Kennel Club Science. Yeah, Board Ape Kennel Club. Um, I think the science one is like if you put it with the mutant, then it makes some new NFT. Oh, like the uh, uh, the vial of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So that was mutant ape. Like that was, I think that was how all the mutant apes were were created. Like board ape chemistry club. That's what it board is. ape chem. There are only three items. Let's see. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's what board ape owners they were airdropped one of those three randomly. And they could feed that to their board ape, and that's how mutants were created. Yep. And for those of you guys who don't know what board ape is, it's probably at this point has taken over CryptoPunks as the number one entity. I would say, if not, if they're not, they're definitely number two. Um, I think they're definitely number one in in current yeah. crypto lord. I um I follow a couple just people on Twitter, just learned about them in Discord and stuff, and they were um sending back screenshots of what nfts they had a year ago today and people were buying board apes for 300 dollars this time last year what is today <laughs> today's the third they they came out of just about a year ago yeah today yeah there's some there's some pretty big projects that are coming up on their one year like i know world of women came out in july mm-hmm. um but yeah like it's just it just shows you that have conviction conviction in some of these projects because it's not a quick money grab because if you were like fuck i spent 300 i really needed that 300 but hey it's worth two grand now like i remember looking at board ape oh do you when it was Uh when it was minting like like i still don't really know much about nfts right right i was getting ready for the v friends launch which was supposed to be may 5th which is still a come up you still made a couple. Yeah, but but I had saved up money. I had put some money in with with that in mind. And V Friends, they had a little bit of delay, so they came out like a week later. Mm. Um, in between that week is when Board Ape launched. And so I remember seeing these and I, I had a little a little ETH set aside for the V Friends mint. I was like, uh, do I do I get one of these? Like people are, I didn't know what they were. People yeah, were just yeah. talking about them. Yeah. And I was looking like uh I mean, it's easy to say in hindsight, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah. It's so easy to say in hindsight. Oh, like, what a mess. <laughs> but it, was, it, it wasn't a massive miss because, like, well, I mean, it, I mean, Board Apes is huge, but V Friends is V Friends is too. Like, it's not, I'm, not I'm, nothing to sniff your nose at. Like, I'm as confident in V Friends long term. Like, it just might take a couple years. Like, the way Gary... Move people think of Gary V is moving fast, but like his plan with this is very long term. Yeah. Like it takes a long time to build out IP for all these all these characters and whatnot, which is which is fine. Mm-hmm. Board Ape just blew up so fast. Like it's just relevant now. So what do you think the play is here? I know they want to create their own metaverse, but I feel like there's I'm just trying to read the play. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> they're trying to build this ecosystem 
like like the land where their apes live and where you can okay. use ape coin to buy things. Like I think that's what the other side is. It's like the beginning of that. Would you buy ape coin right now? Is that I haven't, and this this will will hop into our our next uh, topic in a second. But I haven't done my research on ape coin, and now you can on OpenSea you can buy some shit with ape coin now, and um, they've opened it up to Solana as well. I saw a couple projects that way. So ape coin like, or like no, on OpenSea you can on OpenSea. you can use Solana. Yeah, yeah, on OpenSea, but. I don't know shit about Acoin. I know like it's it was airdrop to board ape mm-hmm. users, but the value of it, what can you use it for? Why should I buy it? And that's kind of why I wanted to um um uh, purchase some um the over whatever the fuck. The I, other side? The other side yeah. land because they they're planning on doing some airdrops of ApeCoin and stuff like that. To so landowners. Like, yeah, and I'm like Okay, would this be a move for me? But it's tough. Yeah. And we're gonna talk about doing your own research. Like I I I I'm not one to speak on the coin. Like I don't the actual crypto, I don't know how to dissect. I know Ethereum and Bitcoin and mm-hmm. and a little bit of knowledge of some other ones, but really I have no depth of fundamentals, which ApeCoin doesn't have. Like that's not yeah. if you're if you're looking at fundamentals of a crypto of a coin, like throw that out the out the door for ape coin i think my personal opinion is it's just it's going to be as valuable as it becomes in the ecosystem like you're going to need to use ape coin to buy anything whatever whatever okay and who knows how how wide that stretches and and i mean you're talking about i think we hit on the last pod the the fast food joint down in down in florida that uh opened up bored and hungry they use their board ape yeah. as the, the lo- you can use ape coin to buy your food so okay. that's an in real life utility where you can use you can use ape coin but i don't know i, I don't want to say don't buy it because everything board ape yacht club board ape it's yacht hot. club turns to gold everything yeah. they touch so i there's kinda, a chance i don't know 15 dollars a a coin i don't know what I don't think anyone knows what coins are supposed to cost now. Right. You know, like. Because I kind of look at it, I, I think it's just me being a product from the um, ENS domain. Yeah. Airdrop. Like, because they were marketing it as stock in the company. And that's kind of how I look at ApeCoin. I'm like, should yeah. I own this? Because Board Ape is hot. Board Ape is super mm-hmm. hot. So I'm like, I don't. It's just I like, think it will what go. is it? <laughs> yeah. Is it like what? What is the intent of the coin? Is what I'm trying to understand. Because you, you like you made a great point. Like that one restaurant, um, that board ape restaurant. Like you can transact with, with um, um, ape coin. But it's like with the ENS domain stuff, you don't use that to transact. You know right. what I mean? That's they said that's this is our gift to the holders of the domain names, and it's essentially right. um, valued with how ENS is functioning. So it's just like. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I think I'm gonna get some just to fuck around, but like, put a hundred bucks in just to just to get used yeah. to having it. I just don't like, cause if it's if it's really gonna function like a piece of currency, like I don't really want it. You know what I mean? That's just me personally. Yeah. And again, this is not um, financial advice, so don't take it from us. But that's not really my lane. Like, I rather have it as acting like a staking 
situation yeah. or a stock option or whatever. But I get you. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, it's just gonna roll with with the board API club ecosystem. Yeah, but yeah. they definitely took over. They took over crypto this weekend or these last couple of days. It, it's so much, and I want to be involved so bad. I was so mad I couldn't get a fucking mutant, but it's so expensive. And maybe that's why you get ApeCoin just to be in the ecosystem. Like, yeah, paying mutants have got to be are they a hundred grand now to get in, if not more. Something crazy. I, I forgot something crazy. But when you think of, um, you know, on Ethereum, when you when you buy something, mm-hmm. there's a transaction that costs gas. Like, like there's. From what I understand, mm-hmm. and it's very, very high level, like when you go to buy something, there's a transaction. And within this one transaction, like part of it goes to miners as like a tip. Yeah. And maybe this is all changing with the upcoming merge and whatnot. But part goes to miners and the other part um, is gas that is is basically like the transaction fee that gets burned. So it's Ethereum that's just being burned. Yeah. It's gone and for those who don't know what we're talking about it, it it's called a gas fee consider it like tax yeah you know, on, on a purchase that you make that's what it is but it the gas fee fluctuates so it's not like a set six percent sales mm-hmm. tax like you would get at like the department store or something like that. the more activity the more transactions happening in that time whether it's on a specific item or just everything in general dictate how much gas costs right the more transactions gas is higher so when they released the the other side there was just an insane gas war for people so like you can this is we can't get too far down but like you can actually choose to spend like up your gas rate so like your transaction has a better chance of going through first yeah so but but it doesn't guarantee (laughs) anything i'm chilling i got burned on so many of those yeah transactions but so what happens is if you can actually go to buy something but someone else who wants the exact same thing if they put a higher if they raise their gas they get it your transaction fails and you but you still pay the you still pay the gas you don't get they need to fix that you don't get the item which however many ETH it was but you you have to pay the gas so they They said something like people were spending six seven 10 grand just on gas to be able to get it nah. they said what was it uh, uh 160 million dollars in the th- 160 million dollars in ethereum were burned people just were from gas. lit up on twitter just they were from fucking gas pissed. yeah so i think board <laughs> yacht club is is refunding the failed transactions um, well, hopefully they do I, some they pro- should but some projects say that and they don't true like I remember uh, I minted a project called Crypto Walkers and something happened on the contracts and they fucking failed halfway through. They disappear. Um, so it was like it was supposed to be 10,000 and it ended up being 7,000 pieces of this project now. But they said, oh, we're going to market. I mean, we're going to refund everybody, blah, blah, blah. And it never did. No, no. So I don't Damn. know. I don't know. If Board age. We'll, we'll see. But they just Vayner Sports Pass. Um, AJ Vaynerchuk's uh, his project a couple weeks ago had a similar issue, and and they ended up refunding all the well, they're all the failed. They like they act with integrity over there. Yeah. So that's what they're, they're hoping. Board API Club does the same thing. They've got a uh, an insane chest money yeah. chest. Yeah, yeah. But but that is also something that people like that they have this war fund. So do they want to dip into it to refund everybody? It's yeah. They should. We'll see. I think knowing 
knowing the founders, knowing that you say acting right. with integrity, I think that's a big part in in researching projects. For sure, for sure. And one of the questions I wanted to ask you, and I like I was thinking about this um when we were texting yesterday, and I was like, you know how we're like uh be cautious of celebrities mm-hmm. in the NFT space. Do we give Gary V too much of a pass? Like, do we hit me with it? Like, do we just like, oh, like, oh, it's gonna be worth something because he's using it in this vein, or like he keeps saying it in this way, so this is why I gotta purchase this. Like, do we give him too much credit? You know what I'm saying? Maybe. Like, like I'm not like for for the record, like I'm a Gary V fan, but sometimes I feel like I'm I'm in this cycle like oh like gary tweeted it this way or he's he keeps alluding to it or it's gonna be something like i i'm like do i do that too much <laughs> like, i i know ex- i know because i'm saying. like because i'm like how am i any different than some like then uh i'm the biggest rick ross fan in the world then rick ross says hey go do this and then i just do it because he said it uh, because i trust him and yeah then it ends up being some bullshit you know what i mean not that i'm saying anything gary b is doing it that's gonna be bullshit or anything like that but i feel like i need to be a little bit more like is he one where if he says something do you go and jump is before it before doing any research yeah. i i get yeah. what you're saying yeah. it's it's hard to justify not yeah. you know yeah, yeah just yeah. with his track record track record is great yeah he like but I, I, and again, like, okay, so I'm trying to buy a Series 2 V-Frame before VCon. Um, and that's Gary V's project. This is Gary V's conference that we're going to in a couple weeks. Can't wait for that. <laughs> but, like, there's a lot of hidden traits in these projects. Like, he's got hidden signatures. Some of the backgrounds are um, illustrations of, things that he's been alluding to at some point in his content. And so I'm while I'm dissecting all this and, and trying to understand what does this mean, what does this mean, what does this mean, I found myself asking a question, why am I going so hard on this shit right now? Right. I don't know what any of this would mean. <laughs> like, like, so that's, that's why I was like, I, w- I wanted to ask you about, because everybody, like, that's the number one thing we have to do in the space is do your own research, have some conviction in your decisions. And if, if you fail, you fail, that's on you. Like I, I'm, I'm not going to blame anyone else but myself, but I found myself like, do, am I going to a little bit too hard for with Gary, with my Gary flag right now? It's, like, Oh, it's going to be this because it's got this on it. <laughs> yeah. I, so the, the current state of of doing that i think this is actually really fun like oh yeah i think it's fun too like but i find myself in my head like fuck right and that's how i felt a lot over the last year even around v friends when it's it's all speculation like it's it's you know it started with the sketches like what the fuck are these gonna turn into yeah, like yeah, yeah. like that's the ultimate having having faith in in the creator of okay well he's gonna turn this into something um, but in terms of like these series two characters and trying to understand what the different backgrounds could lead to the signatures, it's, it's tricky. Like, cause he does, he hints at things, but are they going to turn into, turn into anything? Like, like mm-hmm. 
the the uh, Gary V just bought a major league pickleball team. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. super random, but pickleball's blowing up. He's one of the backgrounds in in these series two is a pickleball court. Cool background. Like, what is what are the characters gonna do? It, like, what makes this token better than that token? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. why should I have this character on the pickleball court doing this pose? What? Who knows? He's gonna end up. He said he's gonna name his pickleball team the fives, which is his lucky number, and you see fives hidden in a lot of the characters. And he said the logo is going to be the competitive clown, which is one of his new characters. Right. So people are trying to go get the competitive clown on the pickleball court because Ah, that's going to be something something. very relevant. I mean, that's that's their that's the team. Yeah. So that one's a little clearer. Like that's something Mm -hmm. we know. Although he's just said he's going to do that, we know that's Mm going to be some that's going to be the result of something right, right right but when you think of the the five island mm-hmm. like really cool it's one of the rarer scenes or one of the rare backgrounds but like we have no idea how he's going to use that right is it a, a super smash brothers game is it right is that land is it a cartoon is it yeah what is it yeah, yeah. what is it five fighter island or five island I don't know. I think it's. I think it's just five islands. But yeah, they're gonna have an. Are they gonna buy an island? Is he gonna buy V Friends Island and name it Five Island? Like true. Who knows? But yeah, like the that's sti- what I do like because like everything of the project is relevant to what he is working on, and that's he can refocus it that way. Like the wine sellers, like he was super into wine. He still is. Yeah. Um. He still. I think he still has that wine community and. Um, yeah because don't you you have some wine right oh yeah yeah because yeah. yeah. the the empathy elephant one of their first like in real life utility uh uh drops they did empathy elephant uh wine it was like a limited edition uh um case of wine okay uh with the token like is the label and it's it, it's pretty cool um so i bought a bunch of a bunch of those but he came up in the like he, he worked in yeah. his dad's liquor store and then he started he founded Empathy Wines, which they yeah. then sold to was it Constellation Brands or Anheuser Busch. Okay. Um, and obviously the signatures, millions. like I understand, like all oh, those that's Gary Vee's signature. That's something relevant. But what is? What I, is I agree too. But like, what is yeah. that? What's it going to lead to? Is there going to be something special at VCon where if you have this character with the signatures, like that's why I want to get a couple because I don't I don't know like yeah. <laughs> yeah. My my caterpillar, my, the capable cat, caterpillar, it has uh, two signatures in the eyebrows. It's got the fives coming out of the antennas. Oh shit! And it's uh, he's got a heart nose, which okay. is there are a couple Easter eggs like in that one. Yeah, um, that's that's what I'm trying to find. Like, uh, it's just so hard. <laughs> it, it is. It is. But like, that's the game it's I fun, like though. playing like with these said. characters. Yeah. Um, and he made. I saw he made a toy line already. Like he's coming out with toys and yeah. shit. It's going to be, he's got a uh, collectible card game. Like he, he's sort of trying to make a Pokemon type, Magic the Gathering oh, type. Okay. Okay. So anyone who minted a Series 2 gets sent that card game, gets sent a pack of those cards for free. Okay. So that's and one of the utilities to minting Series 2. Got it. And that's only for the mint. Yeah. So if they throw it, if they threw it on auction and somebody yeah. else got it, okay. Yeah. So just when you minted it, you had the option of, of getting the card shipped to you or or remaining anonymous and not sharing your in real life details. Got it. Okay. Um but yeah, so then those will those will be resold or used 
Like, like there, there, there's so many different directions. But yeah, yeah, it's merch, clothing, cartoons. Yeah, man. See, like, I, 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 I don't want to get misconstrued that I, I definitely fuck with Gary Vee, but I found myself yesterday questioning, like, why, like, why do I care about the fives? Why do I care about the fucking, like? whatever hedgehog versus a uh i don't know a, a lemur like. yeah that's <laughs> so, a, those are big characters yeah. though uh, are they okay he's got the legendary lemur. that's <laughs> why that's why i test him with you because i'm like i i'm not that into the circle i'm like which ones are the the goat i've ones? consumed a lot of gary v content <laughs> and he talk he talks a lot of he 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 sends out easter eggs all all over the place but uh the fact that that man has a family blows my mind insane absolute insanity <laughs> he actually shared a story on a podcast i was listening to the other night he said it was a quick little clip about some an interaction he had with his son it was one of the first times i've i've heard him talk about his family and um it was cool it was it it brought him back down to earth for me and i feel yeah. like and i love gary v too the last couple months i feel like crit I feel like everything's been kind of inflated in a lot. And I've just kind of, I had a little energy sucked out of, yeah. like I, 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 so I took a hiatus. Yeah. Me, so like our energy in the long term is, is I'm as excited as ever, but yeah. like from a day to day basis, sometimes you got to step away. Yeah. And, and yeah. he's one of those guys and he'll admit like he's very over the top. He, he, if you don't necessarily even watch him consistently, like you could, you could see him as one of the, a celebrity just overhyping things and he's it's mm. you know he, he he talks very confidently and it could come off as arrogant but but it, it does make it all the more important whether it's him or anybody yeah like even if you have a gut feeling that oh yeah he said that i'm gonna actually go and look like what what is that that you're about to put your own real money into right like, right and that's do, why i do give him the benefit of the doubt because of his track record and going back to some of his videos, like when he says he's gonna do something, he does it and it happens and it's it's successful. Mm -hmm. So it's just like like that's why I do feel confident. But I yesterday I was like, why the fuck do I care about this shit? Right. Because, and it was just me being frustrated on I don't know what to do. It's um, overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. Fifty five thousand. Yeah. <laughs> like that's a lot. Yeah, man. But I mean, if if there's anyone in the space that like one of the top people to like consider like what they have to say it's definitely him while you're doing your own research and i think we should like we might have said it on an earlier pod but um doing your own research to me is like getting involved in whatever project discord learning about the founders um and then like creative research like for example we'll, we'll talk about v friends because we're on it uh what I was doing um, was comparing V Friends one to two, like which ones are the most desirable, and then cross referencing on interesting V two to see where they stack up. Like, and when you say most desirable, were you in that research looking at the floor prices, the prices of certain characters? Were you looking at how they were drawn in that original one, or a little bit of everything? I was looking at recently sold at the highest clip, and then went to that specific um, character mm -hmm. and was looking at the floor and comparing the floors. Yeah. Like, and so I was like, all right, well the freaking alert ape or whatever it was is really great right now. Same with the black cat. And then when you go over to V friends too, those are like some of the higher yeah. ones. So I was like, all right, well, yeah. if I pay attention, try to snipe one of, one of the 
the top tier characters, but I just say that as an example of like creative research, but really learn about who is running the project. Do you really trust the roadmap moving forward? Because rug pulls do exist where they can say whatever yeah. and then shit doesn't happen and then you're out of 400 bucks or whatever yeah. you used to, to mint. No, that creative research you were talking about is important, maybe more important in a project like V Friends where it's, all right, what characters are, are have the community rallied around or right, right. or can you see him, what characters can you see in a cartoon or can you see like, when when they come to life what what could it turn into and there's there's a whole set of there are a handful of characters that come up more often in his in his content yeah you know the characters that are tied to his the 12 and a half traits in his book like he's going to be talking about those the word humble humble hedgehog yeah uh empathy empathy elephant like he, he's going to be talking about those traits and and you know being a good person and building businesses with mm-hmm. these like the goal is for those words to come out of more people's mouths. So right. he's going to hit on all those. And you know, like the very, 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 very lucky black cat is, I think, I think it's the number one character, if not, yeah. you know, number one it's or the two. It's the highest I saw. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, he puts that, it, it's in the V friends logo and he says it's his life. goal. Oh, it is. It is. It's his life goal to reverse the stigma that black cats are unlucky. Like he wants to do whatever it takes for by the end of V friends in 50 years, he wants people, he right. wants a black cat to be lucky, you know, interesting where everyone See, naturally his mind is, his mind is different. It's bro. insane. His mind is different. I That's why something. I do trust in the projects. Like, yeah, but, but also he's an, he's an operator. Like he's been successful at all these things. He's, he's, he's been early. Yeah, he's in the investor. Trenches. But he also like his his current business before V Friends, Vayner X and Vader Media, like this is a billion dollar, two thousand person like media company. Like he he knows he not he knows. He has the infrastructure mm-hmm. available to do this over the next 20, 30, 40 years. Yeah. So he says he's gonna do that. You can believe that. Can he? The signs he's building the infrastructure yeah. say He's going to have the chance. That's why I I am a believer in the project. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to get that misconstrued. Oh, yeah. It, it's just, which ones do I care about? It's hard, man. Yeah, yeah it's tough. It's but tough. Board, board Ape Yacht Club, they're, they're huge right now. You have, if you're going to buy a Board Ape now at 100 ETH floor or whatever, like, you, you have to really believe that. It's going to go up. It's going to go up. Like that Yuga Labs and and the people they they bring on this guy Osiri to manage the brand like you you're betting on those people and and that they're they're doing everything they can to 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 expand this for right forever right, right. like that's why I don't mind the V Friends floor being lower than oh me neither me neither like even like even some of the projects that we have today like Boss Beauties I yeah. I was considering getting another one like, yeah because I really believe in the in that project you know what I'm saying so mm-hmm. like, um, even World of Women, we was talking about that too. Um, but the I have to see the long term goal in mind with with the projects, and some of them that we named, I see those things, so I don't really have an issue holding on to them. It's just sometimes it's like I have a couple that I believe in. And it's mm-hmm. like, all right, I might have to make this liquid so I can get more of this project or whatever the case. Like 
Um, I didn't want to let go of my apartment, but I had a better apartment and I'm like, I can hold on. They're doing a, a reveal of a new metaverse landscape this week. And the last time they did that, it didn't really go up too much. Mm -hmm. So I'll see how it is this time, but I'm going to hold on to this. So it's just like I invest in the projects that I, I think are going to be good long term. Yeah. So like I've got no problem with V friends, too. It's just which one do I select? Yeah. It's really where I'm at. It's, it's wild. Yeah, man. It's, it's fun. And it's just, but it's also like fucking stressful. Like <laughs> it is, man. it is. And these are, it's going to be interesting when it, when it transitions to more utility based NFTs and or where NFTs are just things we interact with without even knowing that they're NFTs. Like okay. we're, we talk about projects and talking about V friends and board API club. There's, there are these big grand ideas of of intellectual property mm -hmm. and creating all this stuff, but like NFTs can be used in so many different ways. Right. And when you think of I was thinking in the car on the way here, just a membership pass or, or to a what's a what's a good example? A a country club. I've yeah. never actually belonged to a country club. Same. But like from what I know, you pay a lot of money to join. Mm -hmm. You have dues each year you got to pay a certain amount of money to at the at, to get Donate food and whatever yeah and then if you don't want to belong there anymore you're done you you walk away yeah imagine if you could at the end of that all you're done with that country club for now like you can resell your membership right right and make all that money back right you know or half or whatever yeah like make something something loyalty cards to like play you gather up points and stuff mm -hmm. It's just a, a digital asset, a token, and all gets loaded onto that. Like, there's it's going to just be in our everyday life. Like, people are going to be using NFTs, and they don't even realize it. Back to Rick Ross. Rouse. That's going to happen with a lot of people. Because I feel like that clip, he that represent a lot of people. Like, yeah. let me fucking see it. Like, you're going to be able to see it just from a, a utilization standpoint, and you won't even know at yeah. the beginning. Like, And that's when... Maybe that's when I think it's, it's, it's mainstream. wide mainstream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And maybe that's what's holding me back. It is now you, like, you've kind of convinced me, but like, <laughs> maybe that's the, the metric that I'm waiting on. Now, and I agree with that for, for me, it's just like, if, if everybody, cause I feel like people know of NFTs, not necessarily what it one is, but, and, and they just hate on it without even like knowing what it is so it's just like that's why i consider it nft because if it's, it's just blind hate then it's yeah like, all right well there's a uh i'm i'm i don't play i think it's called so rare it's one of the first uh like trading cards slash fantasy football or fantasy soccer actually okay um i think it's out of the uk but it's you're only able to play in this fantasy league with the players of the nfts that you own Oh, sweet. you know, so like you have to go get a line, the the one Lionel Messi card or the right, one Cristiano right. Ronaldo card to be able to have him on your fantasy team. So it's like these historical. What's the fantasy that That's you, cool. you play each year? I've never been a, in a league where you keep your team each year. Oh, um, uh, like a keeper league. Or yeah, something? yeah, yeah. It's it's like that, but now you actually own the players. Right. Oh, that's tight. <laughs> kind of cool, right? Yeah. Sounds expensive too. <laughs> it probably is. Yeah. I, I think the messy, like the the big. Oh yeah, parts the, the guys that Mbappe. you actually want. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it's, I guess, you know, you're speculating. All right, who's next? You start doing your research. I'm ready who's to jump into up? that. Who's on the come yeah. up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds like that sounds like a southpaw. Like, interesting. That 
I'm gonna need the to bring, lane right there. Yeah. Interesting. Oh. I don't know much about soccer, but football, proper football. But I'm sure they'll do some crossovers and some other yeah. sports and things like that. I'm not a big f- proper football fan, but like I kind of love that proper like the fact that I'm saying proper football. I like that soccer's becoming popular. Yeah, me too. I don't I don't know why. I just, I'm I'm like Ed to me at the beginning when I like first was watching sports, it was like golf to me. Like I can't watch this shit. Like it's yeah, it's so boring. But now like just seeing people excited about the World Cup when that comes around and and the qualifiers and things like that, I get it a little bit more. And so I can actually sit down and watch a game versus golf. Yeah. I still can't do that. But Right. Um yeah, man, I, I like how people ride with it. Ladies like it too. I'm I'm surprised about yeah. that. Like and and pickleball. We talk about Gary Vee buying a pickleball team. Like, that's one. It gets I don't you know thinking. shit about pickleball, so. it's <laughs> I don't know much, but it's like a combination of tennis and ping pong. Okay. It's a, it's a smaller court. It's like almost half the size of a tennis court. Um, so more people can play. Like, I think it, it started getting popular, the older crowd. Like, okay. like, I knew of older friends' parents and whatnot. My dad's into it now. Like, he's really? a tennis player, okay. and he plays pickleball once a week. So I think it's 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 starting to become more mainstream. But I think Gary was talking, our boy Gary V. Um, <laughs> he was like, he started to realize like he could see it kind of taking over some of the lore of 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 golf and of tennis, uh, of some of these sports evolving. And in in ten twenty years, like yeah. like it might not just be the big four, you know, or there is the big four, but there's still there's still. Uh, uh, tennis and golf and soccer you know what i'm yeah, saying yeah so with pickleball like so how many people can play i don't, I don't there's four i think it's i think it has to be two on two okay. i might be wrong on this. okay so because at first i was thinking racquetball when you smack it against the wall yeah it's another player or something like that no so you're across from people got it okay um and, and you're it's like the tennis net you're like almost playing you know how tennis courts they're the four quadrants i forget what they're called but uh you're basically playing in that space okay. and the ball, it's kind of a wiffle ball or it's a dead end ball. So like you can't exactly like hit it really hard. Mm. Um, it's weird. I played once or twice and it's, it's fun. It seems like it would be fun. Yeah. I, just, I, I was getting racquetball confused with yeah. pickleball. It's, uh, it's going to be wild, but, uh, that's legit, man. that if you heard of one thirty-seven PM. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how to describe, uh, digital media they focus on entrepreneurship and nfts and i think and i just started following them recently all kinds of stuff yeah they're they just became a a sponsor they're on the 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 logo of futera football club i think it's the football club um which is at least they're trying to be the first football club run by the fans okay or managed by the fans and it was something that they had started doing I think a couple years ago before NFTs and they're transitioning into ownership of this team through NFTs. Mm. And we're talking, this is in like a small, ownership. Oh, that's sweet. this is in a small that's really sweet. football league in Thailand, like, like a second division. This is like at the, at the very, very beginning, but they're trying to work in these mechanics where you can actually, um, you know, you can vote on who's the next coaches. They're working on things where you can actually like, make decisions in a game or before a game got it which that's i think is a long way away but like it's just it's bizarre 
the type of things people are trying, the type of innovation. I love the innovation. Just the conversation to me is important. Yeah. Just brings up so many ideas. So many ideas. Let's hop into the the, the Southpaw stories. This was a seg. Dude, this this (laughs) was spawned by you. You had a, you texted me that, or no, you shot me an Instagram, uh, Instagram message of, of a sick John Morant card. Yeah. Yeah. John Morant. So, um, again, super into the hip hop space. Um, there's this rapper named young Dolph. He passed away a couple of years ago. He was fatally shot in Memphis. And I believe, so this is like a weird story, but, um, he was into donuts growing up big time into donuts. Yeah. So he invested in a couple donut shops around Memphis. And he went into the shop, came out, and that's when they got him. And so similar to Nipsey, where they got him right in front of his clothing store. So it was just, like, shitty. They've done songs together. So targeted and targeted there for that reason. Yeah, yeah. Like, they knew he would be there, essentially. It's like if someone came for us on the mic. Just gunned down. Yeah, for sure. Just doing what we do. (laughs) We pulled up to to do our job, and then somebody just. Yeah, right? Yeah, R.I.P. Though it's shitty, definitely R.I.P. R.I.P. Young Dolph, but it was cool because um, his his boy Key Glock, he's still around. He raps with him. He produces too. They're both in the background of this John Morant rookie card. Yeah, and so it was just like, like based on what you've shown me in the past on like how the story is really crazy and could be captivated in a picture. I was like. Damn, and uh, uh, John Morant's rookie year, Young Dolph was sitting courtside at the Memphis game. So. Episode one, it was the story, but we had the the Menendez brothers in the back of the the New York. It was I forget even what player it was, but like uh, uh, you could see them cor- sitting courtside, and there's the whole story behind it. Yeah, you found man. Young Dolph and, and Keylock. Key, yeah, Keylock. Keylock. They, they, they were in in the background. I thought that was super dope. No, that was, was just like. Rubbing it off kinda, on you. It was kind of, it was kind of sad, but it was like, it was dope though. Would you pay five bucks for that card? Oh yeah, yeah, just to, yeah. just to have. Yeah. I wonder how that, how much that was going for. They're, they're not. I was looking around super quick. There were none that were reasonably priced. Like, okay. like I think no people were like overpriced. Maybe for that exact reason. That's probably why. Um, but there were like thousands of those cards, but they were charging hundreds for like a low grade. Anyways, got you. Got um, you. It was looking for those Easter eggs, trying to find little things like that. Are, are flung. Where's Waldo? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And that, and I never considered that aspect of trading cards. It made it a lot more cool to me. Like, like obviously, it's cool to have those those collectibles of specific moments and things like that. But I never really wanted to see or the what was written about the card or how it was developed or what was actually also taken in the context with the picture so yeah it opened it up for me yeah right (laughs) new things not just a player on a card yeah yeah Yeah. well so i brought for our southpaw stories today i brought this 1994 bowman's best it's a barry larkin and a Derek jeter card oh sweet um they didn't play at the exact same times i think uh that was probably the end of near the end of barry larkin's career and uh near the beginning of of jeter's but they were two of my favorite Two of my favorite players coming up. They were short stops, but um, kind of the the extra special story. Barry Larkin was the University of Michigan shortstop. He played sweet. He played from nineteen eighty three to nineteen eighty five. He actually went to Michigan and played football for a year, and told Bo Schembechler after his first season, 
hey, I'm going to go try out for, for the oh, baseball team. Oh, he played football? Um, yeah, and that was the last time he ever played football. After he said he was going to go try out for the baseball team. Um, but he did. He had an amazing career. They went to two College World Series, which was, I think it had been many years since Michigan baseball had been there. Um, so he was a, a a really great player for for Michigan and the Cincinnati Reds. Um, but Derek Jeter was some people, you know Jeter's from Michigan? Yeah. Yeah, it was some people yeah. forget. He went to Kalamazoo Central High School. Um, he was actually went down to the wire deciding, is he going to come play at University of Michigan? Um, the coach, Bill Freehan, had offered him a, a scholarship, and Jeter was like one of the top top recruits in, mm-hmm. in the country. Like I think um, – I think the Yankees picked him fifth or sixth in the league. So he was deciding, do I, do I go? Do I stay at Michigan? And what people, many people don't realize in baseball, you either have to, you can get drafted out of high school, or if you go to college, you have to stay till you're a junior before you really? can enter the draft again. I didn't know that. So that's a, like, that's those a still, those rules still apply today. Yeah. Oh, that's a long, that's a long time to wait. Yeah. If you decide to go Especially to Especially for that dude. Yeah, right. So much smarter for him to go. But he was about to be a Michigan Wolverine. He went he was on 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 campus that fall, uh, when he was drafted before the season started. Yeah. And uh there's some cool stories that uh, I'm not good enough to I'm not good at telling him yet about about the few months when he was at at school. But uh. <laughs> it was uh it was just an interesting uh uh Situation when I saw a card, two two Michigan, two Michigan guys, yeah, yeah. could have been the two best shortstops in program history, uh, on the same card. I was like, all right, that's fucking awesome. Scooped. Derek Jeter also has the best off the field lineup, probably oh, probably ever. My gosh. <laughs> Do you ever see that clip on Sports Center? It was the it was a baseball diamond oh, with the yeah. different players. Yep, they had like Tyra at third base or some shit. His girlfriends in each position. <laughs> Oh man, I forgot what her his wife's name is now, but she's got the most beautiful eyes I think I've ever seen. Who is it? I, I forgot what her name. Oh, Hannah Davis. Oh, Hannah Davis. Oh, she's so fire. Um, these guys are eerily similar though. They're stat wise. Yeah, right. And the, is this the first edition of this card? Um, no, I think. Or is or is that just the the yeah the so quantity? so. This is how I uh, write on the back. So this is a, a nine, a, a PSA graded nine. Oh, right. Highest right. are the tens. So I just wrote, this is one of 398 nines. Nines, got it. And then there's about 240 that are graded higher. So they're got graded it, tens. So, okay. you know, it's in the top 550. Cool. Okay. I don't know if this is a, a super crazy investment, but there are two players that I really uh, I really like. Right. I grew up and around two Michigan two guys. guys. Yeah. Yeah. Jeter's the man. He was the first first ever baseball player to be endorsed by Jordan Brand. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And he like, I think I got like a Michigan Jeter shirt or something. Yeah, it says like, res- to respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no that that was that was pretty epic. He's historic, man. I hated Adidas at that time for Dude. Michigan. That I was just not like a good look. It, it felt cheap to me. They were Nike. They signed their agreement with Adidas the year I the year I went on campus. Adidas doesn't make good baseball clothes, but they, we had to wear them. It doesn't make good anything except soccer clothes. They made the NBA like a soccer true. team. That's true. We they all had the sleeves and shit. I did not like that era. <sighs> it was all Nike leading up. I had these upperclassmen in the locker room. They still had their Nike stuff in their lockers. It was so tight. 
Yeah. Like, oh. Adidas tried to make everybody a soccer team, and I was not fucking with that. <laughs> no. Dude. They had won. Michigan had won three straight Big Ten championships before I got there. And they were, like, on the come up. Michigan yeah. baseball. And then I never got one. We got second place a couple of years. Adidas, bro. That's what I blame it on. I think so. I didn't like. I think so. I, honestly, if Denar Robinson had a Nikes on, he probably could throw. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> he, he might be the Lions quarterback <laughs> right now. Denard. I love Denard. I think they brought him back, like, on the staff or something. Like he's an uh, assistant coach, some yeah. type of assistant coach. I, I like shit like that. Me too. Um, there's, a, there's a couple more recently. Roy Roundtree. He's, he's not back at Michigan yet, but he coaches at Grand Valley. I love him. I actually knew him at Michigan. Oh, he was good. One was of the good. nicest guys you will ever meet. Who was in that group? Was that with Mario Manningham or am I tripping? I think Manningham was a little before. Okay. Um, there was a strip Michigan football wide receivers. Because um, he was like David Terrell, Marquise Walker, yeah. Manningham, Arrington. Jason Avant. Jason Avant. Yeah, Jason Avant was good. He was at Donovan Peoples was good. Steve Breston. Steve. That Breston. was like Breston, a little after Braylon Edwards era. Roy Roundtree was the dude. Yeah. No, he he was he was that dude. That I'm those were some struggling times though. <laughs> those are some struggling times. The Brady Hoke era. Oh my Tate god. Tate Forcier. Oh my god. Sam, remember Sam McGuffey? Sam McGuffey. He was supposed to be the fucking man. He got hit one time, never saw him again unbelievable <laughs> that was like when youtube was on the come up rich rod would always throw to the short side of the field with the, with his space players i'm like what the fuck is going on <laughs> decisions like that make me think i could be a, a college football coach <laughs> well dude honestly wait but decisions like steve nash makes me feel like i could be an nba coach too like, oh you could just like oh Kyrie, go play most of us could be <laughs> nba coaches now <laughs> like shit man but it is what it is this is either episode four or five thanks for rocking with us and yeah technical difficulty in the middle of it but we'll piece it together peace